Hello, love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another day, another week, and another opportunity for us to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. Now, today is Tuesday, and for the month of December, I've actually decided that this is going to be a rewind month. Uh, What we're going to be doing is releasing some older episodes as if you were to watch reruns because the messages that are found within these episodes still resonate today. And I'm realizing that a lot of things that the Lord wants me to do started back when he originally told me to do these things. And so today on this Testimony Tuesday, it's actually a rewind with me and my husband. And the episode was originally titled Embracing the Gift of Time. But when the Lord led me back to this episode, he specifically pulled out that it's not about embracing just the gift of time, but it's about stepping out on faith and being obedient, which is something that God is truly working on me in this season of my life. And honestly, since I've launched the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, I've been my faith has been tested. And I'm realizing that when we speak things out, when we proclaim things, when we declare that we are faith-based storytellers, we have to make sure that our faith is solidified. And so in today's episode, you're going to hear from my hubby. This is a rewind episode. Um, but instead of embracing the gift of time, we've retitled this episode to Stepping Out in Faith because this man has truly stepped out in faith, continuously steps out in faith. And I believe that this testimony is going to encourage you to also step out in faith. So without further ado, here is Duran Robertson, my love, step out in faith. Hey, how you doing? I am so good. Now, for those of you who do not know, this is the love of my life. This is my baby, my boo thing, my hubby. And even though we have different backgrounds, we are in the same house. He's in his office. I'm in the living room. Uh, But we just wanted to make sure that you guys had an adequate way of seeing both of us. And I couldn't start this podcast without bringing you on as a guest. So Duran Robertson, honey, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? What it means to me, well, personally, it means to live the simple directions that he has given me. Um, one thing I've learned in life is that Christian, uh, living as a child of God, being a Christian is not as uh, complicated as us Christian community, whatever you want to call it, uh, made it out to be. If you read his word, you will learn that he wants you to live a simple life. Do what he says, be led by him, and keep it stepping. So be moving in my father's business is to show that example of living a quiet, peaceful life, minding my business, and move at his pace, which is a steady pace. So yeah, that's what it means for me. I love that simplicity. How has simplicity changed or even altered the way that you live your life? It changed me in a huge way. I mean, my life was stressful. I always felt older than I actually am. And body was breaking down, mental was breaking down, spirit was breaking down because I thought I had to do so much of this, of that, and not just living in Christ, just living in this world, period. Um, and when the Lord, when I stepped back and let the Lord teach me, instead of me thinking I know it all, um, he taught me the simplicity of things and why, and the answer to certain things in life. And once I got that answer and accepted it, which is a big deal, you got to accept it for what it is. Um, yeah, things were a lot simpler, a lot simpler. And I can go to bed in peace. I can wake up in peace. I can live in peace no matter how the world's looking. So, yeah. 
I love that. And honestly, I want to thank you because your approach to simplicity has helped me make that same approach to simplicity. Like you living a simple life definitely simplify things in my life. And so for us to be on this simple track, I'm here for it. I'm here for it completely. So thank you. Thank the Lord. It's not me. Oh yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Um, I'm just an example. That's all. Exactly. And as a head of our household, I do appreciate you for being that example. Now, Duran, you have a very interesting career path. You have chosen to be a gaming entertainer. You are a YouTuber with your YouTube channel, Iron Angel. And I just want to know, like, tell me a little bit about why you chose to get into gaming specifically and how gaming has kind of, how your, how your journey through gaming has grown throughout these years. Well, it all started when I was five years old. It was always an attraction to it. Um, uh, I never forget my parents used to say they saw me at five. I saw something. I was just walking and they saw me stare at something and I le- went over there and learned that whole uh, to this day, I still remember it was a Street Fighter game, and I learned everything by looking at the instructions, and my parents said I caught on for a five-year-old. It shouldn't have happened like that, and so I always had a connection with it, and um, in life, I learned the older I got, the more entertaining I was for other people, so I used, before YouTube, I used to have um, friends over, and they bring their friends, and I would play, it or entertain them. It would be an escape for them, and that's something that I've always learned was how I entertain and my competitiveness and enjoyment of that world is an escape for a lot of people, you know, because some, you know, we take the world way too seriously. You know, there's a lot of serious stuff going on, but we take in our personal lives too seriously. What the news say, what this say, what the job say, what the girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, whatever says, you know, we take all that stuff too seriously that we don't take a break mentally. And if I, I always saw myself as a person where if I can give them a break, from reality or from whatever they're going through, even not even bad things, but even good things. Cause just cause you have a lot going on don't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. But if I just give them a break and escape like a vacation, you know, then I've done my job and I always wanted to be that person. So gaming, and I'm just giving you the shorter version, but gaming has always been that way for me to give to other people in that sense. I love that. Like being an escape, gaming is being an escape. Mm-hmm. It's done gaming? that for me in so many ways. That's a long to story to get like, into. There's a <laughs> lot to get into you? with that one, but it helped me get out of a lot of things. It's been a blessing. And of course, you got to do things moderately. Everything you do moderately, mm-hmm. you know, but God has definitely used it to help me not go to a certain party that I shouldn't be going to or a certain family situation that's none of my business or uh, not get stressed out or even just to relax and enjoy. Like I said, it's not always about bad stuff, yeah. you know, so that was just an escape to enjoy. So yeah. To give you a short that. version. I love that so much. Um, now gaming, you decided to, and I'm gonna tell a little bit about your business, um, yeah. but you have gone through many different career paths from retail to hospitality, to fitness, and you chose to step out in faith and pursue this passion for gaming and turn it into not just a hobby, but a business. Walk me through that journey and what you've learned from that. <laughs> well, you know this one full well, cause I tell you this all the life, but it was because of you, uh, you know, you showed me that it's actually possible to go for your dream, even if it doesn't look clear. Cause I was always built in 
because I was built in the fact of you got to do these nine to five jobs, even if you hate it, to pay the bills and do this, do that, you know, basically stress yourself out. And when I was with you, I remember you had, you told me that I could go for anything, you know, as long as God doesn't shut it down. And when I told you what my heart was, you said it's actually possible. And we was going through different things and we're still learning to this day, but we found different avenues. And I was shocked of how, you know, open that opportunity is. Now it's a big sacrifice and a lot of faith because things are not guaranteed, but yeah. you know, when God gives you something, the one guarantee I always tell people, whether if it's gaining anything, if you're an artist, a singer, right, whatever, is if the Lord is put on your heart, it has a blessing with it. That's the one thing you can guarantee. Now, can you guarantee the way that you want it to happen? No, there's certain, there's been a lot of situations I wish it happened a certain way, but it didn't. But one thing that I can always guarantee is that me being in this business on full time, not one bad thing has happened. You know, nothing but blessings have happened. So that's one thing I can always guarantee is that when you step out, it's definitely a huge blessing. A lot of faith because mm -hmm. things might go the way you want to, but it doesn't mean that you're in a bad spot, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to you. Thank the Lord for you because you asked me a question that nobody in my life, 20 some years before I met you, nobody told me I can accomplish, you know? Which I actually found surprising because all I did was ask you, you know, if nobody's ever took dream. the time. Yeah, nobody took the time out of their day to tell me that I can go for my dream. Actually, growing up, I was told that, you know, whenever I presented something, it was always put down. And mm -hmm. so I started giving up on dreams because I was tired of being put down on it. You was the first person that actually said, you know, put it on a high pedestal. And I was in shock. And this was even before we got married. You told me this when we was dating. I, that, now nah, that is way more, how should I say it, more impactful than just the lovey-dovey stuff of buying something for someone or mm -hmm. going out to dinner. No, to do something for here that has to help me because mentally I checked out. Like I was thinking, I guess this life, this nine to five stressed out life, which by the way, nine to five ain't wrong. I use it as a philosophy saying something that you don't want to do um, because you could be at home and you do not, that's not, not, that's not what you want to do. But anyway, you told, you taught me that um, I didn't have to if I didn't want to. And I sure did not want to. <laughs> so I stepped out. It took a minute to actually surrender to that. Like I said, that's another long story, but mm -hmm. it uh, took a minute to surrender to that. But once I did, I, I'm not going back. And so, yeah, that's the I quick story. <laughs> well, you know, I know the long story, but yeah. the quick story is good. Uh, you talked about how when you step out and you chase your dreams, there's always a blessing guaranteed. How did you know that what you were pursuing now was your dream? You know, for those out there who don't think they have a dream or don't know what their dream is, how did you figure out what your dream was? Um, it took time. Uh, I'm not saying it all happened like that. It didn't. Um, I went to the Lord and as much I didn't, as I didn't want to ask this prayer, I knew I had to, so I didn't waste time. I asked him, if it's not his will for me to do this, can he remove it? Can things go bad? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Can uh, things go bad? Can nothing work out? I'm in a financial crisis. All this other stuff, you know, stuff. My computer breaks down every time, even if it's new. I ask God, if it wasn't meant to be, please remove it instead of spending and investing so much time and money into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it's literally been the opposite. And what I mean by that is when I say, if it's not meant to be, can remove it, he's actually added onto it. 
and his scripture says all good and perfect things come from the Lord and nothing, everything I've gotten from this journey I've been into has been good and perfect and that's how I knew because you have to know what the Lord's word says because people are looking for something but the answer could be right in front of them but if you don't know God's word you don't know it's there so I studied what the how like I did I, I was like okay how would I know if it's coming for the Lord because sometimes God ain't gonna say it blatantly to you you gotta like, just read his words so I, this is your dream yeah he might not do it like that so he could or he could not but I'm not gonna wait on that I'd rather look at his word and in his word it says all good not some good not part good most good it said all good and perfect things come from the Lord and without going to full detail because that's like that's a long story that in this journey, it's been nothing but good and uh, perfect. The only thing mm. that I'm, uh, I can't even say going through, but doing is being patient for other things. But being patient is not a bad thing. No. You know, mm-hmm. I already described what bad kind of bad things it could be. So that's how I knew when I read his word. I'm like, wow, you got to take his word and put it in your life. Okay, it's good and perfect happening mm. to me right now. And not in my eyes, but in the Lord's eyes. Yeah. Okay. Because people might think, oh, it's good and perfect. I'm getting money. Nah, doesn't mean that. The devil can give you money. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to look at the situation. Are you pure in heart? Are you, because it's, it's also spiritually, well, it's first of all spiritually. Are you walking in his faith, in faith mm-hmm. in him? Are you pure in heart? Are you patient? Are you still loving the Lord first? Loving your wife first? Are you, you know, putting God first in everything you're doing? Are you giving him your all? Because you got to give God your all or none at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so that stuff was flowing out of my life and then the physical as well so that's how I knew it took time you know but I had to if you really cared you're going to pay attention and I paid close attention to every detail because I told myself as much as I don't want to if it ain't meant to be I'll close it I'll close it off I'll close it down I don't want to waste time I won't be 40 50 60 and be like oh finally get the picture that was never meant to be but Mm. yeah that's good and you've been in this journey for seven years this weekend Mm -hmm. seven years you posted I remember you started your YouTube channel February 5th 2015 and you posted your first video February French fest video but yes (laughs) yeah I can't watch that video such a cringe because I've elevated such a different stage of now that I look at I'm like it's just progress but I keep it there because Mm -hmm. it's memories and it's gonna be a testimony one day so it will definitely it's all progress now, mm-hmm. I started this conversation now um, asking you about what it means to be about your father's business. How are you carrying out the father's business in this avenue, in gaming? Like, how are you doing the father's business through this YouTube channel or through entertainment? Oh, with the direction I'm taking. One thing that <laughs> a, lot, you'll, a lot of people who are stepping out is going to receive this kind of test as well. You're going to get a lot of tests to follow your own understanding, which, and what that means is follow what everybody else say you should do, what the world says you should do. You should lie when you do videos. You should do menacing things to get clout, or that's the big word. You should and clout chase by any means necessary. You should not be yourself, you know, in mm-hmm. these situations. I've been through those tests so many times, especially when things were very slow, you know, maybe I should do this, do this, but I have to remember why I'm here. You know, yes, this is an enjoying moment, but I'm also here to lift up the Lord. And the only way I can lift up the Lord is to walk in his direction. His direction is going to take a lot of faith, but faith in him brings glory to him. Because when we're finally blessed, 
it's because of the Lord. It's nothing we did because obviously in the journey, everything I tried to do didn't work. But when I step out on faith, as in Jesus asking Peter to step out the boat and walk into the water, when I did that, mm-hmm. it's now all the Lord because Peter can't walk on water. The Lord did that for him. Mm-hmm. I can't make this grow. The Lord did that for me. So we always got to make sure that we are in a place where we know only the Lord is making this happen. I'm a vessel. I give God my all to what he's given me. But again, it's what he's given me. It's not what I give to myself. Mm, you know, you can't interview me when the abundance happened. I'm like, yeah, I did this and I made sure I put this time. No, it's not. The Lord taught me. The Lord gave me the time. And so how I'm about my father's business to show people that I did it the way the Lord led me to. Mm. Was it the most popular thing to do? No, the things I do in my entertainment is not the most popular, but that's a faith wall because like you can still make it, even though what people out there might say looks foolish. Mm -hmm. You're not doing the, the catchy, trendy causing drama things. Mm -hmm. I'm not that kind of, I'm not, I'm not that person. That's not how God made me. So it takes a lot of faith. And that's a testimony itself. It's like, man, I had somebody in my comments was like, how do you keep going? Because you don't do what the normal person does yeah, you're not but doing you enjoy you're not doing like you know evil things to people you're just yeah or, or stuff just to get you know that's not me yeah. it don't even have to be like the bad stuff it's just stuff that's not it could be good things but it's just not me yeah you know and mm-hmm. the way i lived up the lord's name is to show that even if how he let me get the desire he gave me is not the most popular it will be the most successful okay because his mm-hmm. hand is in it Nothing I did, you know, when it's all said that, like I used to say back then, if Oprah asked me, (laughs) you know, what did you do? I can say all I did was obey the Lord. And then I can give her details of how I did that. But I give him the credit because I know I'm not in this stage I am now without him. If I did it everybody else's way, even if it seemed like it worked for them, it would have gone down because I'm not, there's no lifting the Lord's name in that. It's lifting everybody else out there and their philosophy's name. So I can guarantee y'all right now, whoever's watching, if the Lord is leading you to do something, more than likely, it's going to be something that's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable Mm -hmm. meaning it's not the most capturing to the world, but he needs you to be different. So the difference leads to him because you can say, man, this wasn't the most popular thing, but the Lord took, as the Bible said, the foolish thing to confound the wise. wise. Mm -hmm. And I've seen situations already where, stuff I'm doing is confounding those who think they know what they was doing. They're like, how are you even in this position? You know, and I can give God crap, like, yo, I can tell you it ain't me. I'm just doing what the Lord's giving me and giving him my all. Cause always make sure you give him your all. You know, my, what I tell my wife here all the time is when the Lord fed the, the multitude, he asked for the kid, how much do you got? You know, mm-hmm. he said, I got two fish and five loaves. And he said, well, give it to me. That's all we have to do. That's our job is to give it to them. We can't look at the situation and say, oh, we can't feed a multitude. That's not our job. We're not God. That's not our job. Lift up the Lord's name by just doing what he says. Be simple. If he says, just do it, that means give your all. If you're an artist and he says, draw the the painting and do it perfectly, then do it perfectly. Hmm. Even if nobody's watching you because he's watching you and he'll draw the person. This one story, I I can't remember the person's name. It's on Google. Y'all can look it up. But this artist sitting out there said, you know what? I want to step out um, and be a full-time artist. Nobody will watch her stuff or nothing like that. I think she did it on Twitch and then she went, did it publicly. 
nobody, maybe one would show up at her event. One person showed up though, uh, after a while of doing it, she, uh, she just kept going. She's like, I know God led me to do this, so on and so forth. Uh, one day, the one person was the one person that changed her life completely, that the All Lord the used to change her life. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the multitude, the millions of people, but mm-hmm. that one person just having to walk by, saw it, and the Lord used that person to take her into, I mean, heights bigger than she ever imagined. Now she's doing the multitude, you know? Now she's doing the multitude, but it's about just doing what God led you to do. That's it. Whether if one looks at you, whether if none, there's moments where none looked in my direction. And just believe that all God has to do is send one and it'll change your whole situation. Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. Now, one person in specific, one person specifically in the Bible who we talk about a lot is Joseph. Yeah. And Joseph is a huge example of one person of having one person change his entire life. However, Joseph was went through many, many troubles before he was able to get that one person to change his entire life. And it's funny because you actually, um, you introduced me to the movie King of Dreams, Joseph King of Dreams, because all I knew was, you know, Prince of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so that movie is, was so inspiring to me because it tells the story of Joseph. And when Joseph was taken from his homeland, like when his brother sold him into slavery, he ended up in, you know, in Potiphar's house. He ended up being a slave under this Egyptian king. And so, so often you mentioned how you are a modern day Joseph. Can you tell me what that means exactly? Why do you uh, believe you're a modern day Joseph? I've been saying it um, because things that happened to him happened to me. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised the day whenever I get to heaven uh, from time, uh, if I, whenever I meet Joseph, I wouldn't be surprised if we look the same. Like, that's how much I think <laughs> of comparison because things in my life, um, while going to detail, has happened basically just like him. You know, the dreams I've had as a child, the dreams of, you know, like how Joseph, with the details of his dream was like the detail of my dream. Uh, family not liking what I said about stuff and, you know, sold me into, you know, slavery, not literally, but and w- betrayed me as a family member, you know, all for something that I was given to, you know, gift. Like I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't ask for the dreams. It was like, this is what God sent me. I'm just get, informing you what's going on. And I've gotten uh, betrayed by that in multiple ways where I had to where I was in areas where no family was around and I'm meeting different people like Potiphar and, and Joseph's story and all that stuff being betrayed like Potiphar's wife did and been sent to prison in life. Um, and my prison was 
and I'm going to be real, my prison was my mental. Mm. My mental was my prison because a lot of bad things was happening that I thought this was my life. Like, this is it. Mm. Asking God, why in the world did you give me these dreams? But this stuff is keep happening to me. Yeah. I gave up the loss of my cousin, rest in peace, messed up my mental as well. Cause he was like a brother to me. And just, it was just one thing after another of stuff that if you look at my life, if it was like in a movie, it was stuff that I never asked for. It just mm-hmm. happened to me. You know, I didn't ask for the dream, got the dream, never asked for my, I didn't want my family to be mad at me for things that the guy told me to let them know. They got mad at me and let me, you know, being quote unquote disowned, being sold, you know, stepping out these situations with random people that I've known my mental state. Now that was my fault because I let life break me down instead of returning to the Lord. But once I did a return to the Lord, like Joseph did and let the Lord know that he knows better than I do, mm-hmm. things started to change. And now I'm in the season of Potiphar getting me out of prison. I've been out of prison. Now I'm in the season of, excuse me, I'm in the season of seeing Pharaoh and like Pharaoh, like how Joseph told Pharaoh the dream. And that dream took Joseph from jail to what we call now the penthouse or the mansion of Egypt, <laughs> yeah. where he owned all Egypt, which by the way, some people don't know this, but Egypt did not care anything about the Lord. They had their own guys and Joseph still ruled. He still had favor, which Proverbs three says, you please the Lord, let love and faithfulness never leave you. You'll have favor with God and man. And Joseph had favor in a land that did not love the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, and he ruled it all except Pharaoh. Imagine that you're not even yeah. from that area and he ruled it all. And I'm stepping into that season. And I know the season's coming where the family that disowned that put me down for something the Lord let me to tell them is going to come back because mm-hmm. I love my family. I have no ill will. Um, it's just what the Lord sent me to do. Mm-hmm. And, but I know the same way the brothers came back, the family will come back. We're going to be reunited again. And now the blessings that God's given me in this season, I'm able to bring that family over here and let them enjoy the blessings as well. So I just things in my life, I'm sorry, I'm trying to give you the quick version, but a lot of things in my life, if if it was like turned into a movie, you could put that into Joseph's story Mm -hmm. and put it together. The only thing that's not finished yet is the, is the Pharaoh part and get into there. I'm in that season now. Mm-hmm. And the reconcil- reconciliation of family being brought together too. We're getting there though. But yeah, I always, I even had dreams of me and Joseph sitting ne- standing next to each other and stuff like that. So I remember I was told, it was like, you're this modern day Joseph. And I was like, oh, and again, never asked for it. But if that's what mm-hmm. he, Laura wants me to do, then I'll do it. And it's not like I had a choice. Some things I didn't choose to do. It just happened to me. So you know, but Man, yeah. I love that. Now you talked about how if you were to put your life and Joseph's life together, you almost believe that y'all would look exactly alike. <laughs> like even to the point where physically, appearance wise, you guys would be alike. Yeah. And I, oh go ahead. Oh go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I always believe, well, in fact, what I believe, the Bible says nothing's new under the sun. So somebody looked like you to a thousand, two thousand years ago, somebody looked like me, whoever's watching, somebody looked like you before. Mm-hmm. There's been another Duran or Angel, there's been another McKay. You know, I always had this mindset of <laughs> I think thousands of years ago, whenever Joseph uh, that year was, 
that he literally looked the exact and sound like me and everything. I think we look just the same. That's why I, just something, I, you know, do I know that for a fact? No, but I always, just something in my mind, especially when I had the dream and he was like, I'm Joseph and he looked just like me, you know. I love that. So basically Joseph was fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I guess so. I was like, if that's what you say, I was like, I'm not going to. I mean, if he looked like you, he was fine. Uh, okay, if that's what you say. <laughs> Uh, but I actually wanted I I wanted to bring you on because I remember you always saying how you were the modern day Joseph, and I was having Bible study recently, and the Lord put on my spirit how similar you and Joseph truly are, and I was amazed by the similarities. Now you kind of broke down a little bit about your personal life when it comes to your family life and Joseph and his family life, um, but in the Bible study, the Lord was showing me a lot about your professional life and how the Lord has brought you so far in that. Um, but as I was doing Bible study, here are some of the similarities that I was able to pull out between you and Joseph. Now, for starters, being sold into slavery. You mentioned how you were sold into slavery uh, mentally in the mind. But for those who don't know, your story started so many years ago when it comes to professional. Like you, you spoke about the personal, but this is just detailing the professional. Now, Joseph was physically, physically sold into slavery. He was sold to work as a slave. And you have not fulfilled, but you have filled the positions of roles in the workplace that yeah. aren't necessarily glorified. You've been a janitor. You've been an engineer. You've been uh, a maintenance guy. You <laughs> positions these that I didn't sign up for, but as soon as I get the job, they put me over there, or yes. I didn't have the job. So it was like no job, no money. So I was like, this is not what I signed up for. Doesn't matter. And I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And so sold into slavery from more of a financial aspect where you are allowing the money that comes in and the work that you're doing to serve other people in a manner that's more slave-like, more physical labor than mm -hmm. anything. Um, from your job at LA Fitness, being a janitor at LA Fitness, to working well, in the hotel. You just reminded me, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I did get uh, accused like how Potiphar's wife did, but just in a different way, through LA Fitness at GameStop. Uh -huh. So, you know. Yep. And that's actually a similarity that yeah. I pulled out. <laughs> I lost... I lost two jobs over a lie that never mm -hmm. happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I got so, lied against that if, you know, well, yeah, like I lied both times, GameStop and uh, LA Fitness. I was the top worker of the district and I got lied to by someone who just didn't like me because I worked them. And mm -hmm. the lie, apparently they believed it and I was jobless. So, but yeah, it was on my resume as being fired twice. I never forget it because I called my mom uh, and I was like, oh, no, not my mom. I called my brother and I was like, imagine getting fired twice for something you didn't do. <laughs> so, yep. and it, yeah, like I said, then I let it mess with me mentally because it made me feel like even when you do the right thing, you get punished for it and mm -hmm. all this stuff. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, you pretty much just covered everything I was about to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. you're good. Literally, like, sold into slavery, but even in the positions where you were not necessarily the, the head honcho, you were promoted. So like you went, to, went into LA Fitness, you started off as a janitor and then you were promoted to where you started hiring janitors and you had a team underneath you. You went into uh, GameStop, 
and ended up being promoted to like lead or something like that. Like something where you were selling cards and stuff like that. You went into uh, house, not housekeeping, but uh, hospitality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were like second in command when it came to engineering. You had one person over you who was your boss. And so even in these positions, (laughs) hey, Jackie, even in these positions, you were still promoted just as Joseph was promoted to the head of the household, the head of all the slaves. Or when he became, uh, when he went to jail, he was promoted to the head person in the jail where he was underneath or over all of the other jail participants, prisoners, prisoners. Um, Another similarity was Potiphar was blessed because of Joseph. Mm. When Joseph was working in the household, everything that happened in that household was blessed because of Joseph. When you were working in LA Fitness, everything was blessed. You had guests coming up to you left and right. I had guests coming up to me talking about, oh, that's your husband. I only work out here because he works here and he keeps the gym clean. (laughs) Oh, that's him. I want to buy him lunch. Or when you were at Target, you worked at Target for seven years. Nine. Nine years. Jesus. I thought it was seven. (laughs) Lord. Okay. You worked at Target for nine years. And even after you left, people were still like, Oh my gosh, Duran, can you please come back? It hasn't been the same without you. It's crazy you say that because yet last year we went to visit home mm-hmm. and went to that Target and they said that. I was like, yo, I haven't been to Target in almost five years, five mm-hmm. or six years. Y'all, it's like, still not to say it. it. It baffled me. I'm like, wow. I was like, uh, well, I'm not coming back one, but you know, <laughs> sorry. I was like, um, but it just showed, you know, when the blessing of the Lord is on you, you know, it stays it's a difference. Mm-hmm. Like same with you, when you left the hotel, it wasn't the same. They told it you that they was texting yeah. you and everything. Keep asking you to come back and everything. It's just, it is not about, yes, it's the hard work uh, because you work unto the Lord, but when you work unto him, his spirit stays around. When his spirit is around protection, blessings, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. LA Fitness, I was having guests buying memberships without me asking them because I'm not going to, that's the salesman job. I'm not going to do, I had enough work on me as it is. I just mm-hmm. like, I was just hospitable to people I talk to them make sure they're good and stuff and I think that's where it started for me where employees wasn't liking me because I had a guest uh I didn't know uh some sales people was going like they take money from me I didn't know that because I guess when you get in the sales and you get a, a guest uh sign you get a uh, cut from that yep. but because it was saying my name you know, I was taking the cut from the salespeople. Yeah. And I never forget that one guest was like, I ain't signing until I know he got the money. And I was like, I was supposed to get money. I didn't know that. You know, and he was like, Yeah, I'm not signing until he gets the money. Then all the guests started to be like that. And they was like, Oh, we gotta get rid of him. And yeah, that's when the whatever lie to this day. And the funny thing is they didn't even know they just started making up stuff. But yeah, it was just when you have the spirit of the Lord, you work unto the Lord, not unto people. When you work unto people, you're trying to impress somebody. When you work unto the Lord, you impress him. When you impress him, everything goes well. You know, Amen. even when if it don't look good, it's, it's going to be good for you. So, yeah. And, you know, in the process of that, you're going to have the enemies. But know that when something happens, it's always a blessing for you. When I got fired both times, I got a job right away both times. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, literally the next day I had another job immediately. Mm-hmm. So the Lord always blessed. That was more of a test for me 
And I guess for the story of like how what happened to Joseph happened to me, because I mm-hmm. I had days where I'd be mad in my house and I'd be sitting in my room asking God, why did this happen? I didn't cheat nobody. I didn't steal from nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep with the balls. I didn't do nothing. I'm mm-hmm. like, I literally did my job perfectly, mind my business, and I get fired, you know. So, but then the more you study, like, oh, that had to happen. Yeah. The Lord you used know? it in order to put you in the position to where you are now. So, you know, it's, thank God I don't have to happen again, but, you know, <laughs> not saying I like that happen, but I'm glad that, you know, the Lord used me, you know, not that he set up for me to get fired. Let me get that. It's not like he was like, hey, fire Duran, you know, but he prepared me for it. So Joseph is using his gifts of interpretation in jail, in this place of enslavement where you, once you got fired, started using your gifts of entertainment and really time. pursuing, what was that? The gift of time. Ooh, break that down I, for me. What I, do you mean? I said that's in the Bible. It says, you know, the gift of time, you know, using your time for someone else, mm. you know. Okay. Because entertainment is not the part of God's gift. And someone, i never forget, um, they didn't say it to me directly, but it was like, well, entertainment is not the gift or basketball is not the gift. What is in it that is the gift and what it and I had to search for myself what is in my entertainment that's a gift my time to be an mm. escape for somebody you know my first year starting this stuff someone someone now the best one I ever heard from him in years but he said he was going to commit suicide he bumped to my channel mm. and he liked my energy with it because it felt like I was talking to him you know I wasn't trying to beg him for like, subscribe. That's why I don't really do that because, uh, you know, the Lord will bring that when it's time. I'm here yeah. for a mission, which is to be an escape for someone, a laugh for someone, an intense moment of a whatever I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know, I'm that I'm that for that person. And if I can help you, excuse me, not commit suicide, which is a big deal, and yeah. it hit me hard, especially at that time. Um, due to some personal things or someone personal to me who committed suicide, you know, that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow. It was like, in a way, it was like a redeeming factor because, you know, of something that happened in my past. It was like, wow, you know, the Lord used me for that and I was thankful for it. So yeah, time is my gift. Hmm. And I, the Lord has opened doors for me to do it in different ways, not just that way, not in getting, not in just gaming, but in all different, a lot of different ways. So yeah. If your gift is time and you are giving your gift to others to help them, how has the gift of time helped you? Well, God has definitely been the prime example of what giving time to someone is. <laughs> Knowing the foolish things I've done and the, the turmoils I went through in life and the pain and just longevity of other things, the Lord has taken his time with me. When I needed someone to talk to and nobody physically was there I can talk to, he showed me him and I could talk to him. He showed me his patience. And then seeing how he was patient with me taught me to be patient with others, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it helped me just to see who he was. Like if I didn't know what it was through him, I would have never done it the right way to other people. Hmm. So yeah, that's what it was for me. Awesome. Well, Duran, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people support you? Where can they find you? Where can they reach out and bless you? Um, well, you can follow me on YouTube. Uh, if you want to escape a good time, I like to have a good time. I, 
uh, play video games. I chill in them. I talk with my brother with them. I play competitive. I talk trash in a fun way. Uh, you know, all that stuff on my uh, YouTube channel, which is Iron Angel, uh, which is capital I-R-O-N, capital A-N-G-E-L. You can follow me on Twitter at Iron Angel 321. Again, it's capital I, capital A. And you can follow me on Instagram at Iron Angel underscore. And yeah, there's different right. uh, ways. My YouTube has different avenues if you want to support there as well. And uh, yeah, that's it. Alrighty, loves. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I mentioned, this is a rewind, but it's amazing how God's word still remains the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. It does not change. It does not lose its power. It continuously holds authority. And so when I re-listened to this episode, it was a blessing for me, which is why I knew I had to bring it back to you <laughs> and share it with you so that it could also bless you. If you would like to support my husband or subscribe to his YouTube channel, support him on his dreams, his faith walk, I'm going to have the link below, but the YouTube channel is Iron Angel on YouTube. He also has like two other channels that he has, Relaxing Gaming and the Sports Gamer channel. But again, I'm going to have all those links below. And if you know that you are in a season where you are being stretched and you are being pushed to step on on faith, you know, you find yourself in the same positions as Joseph where, you know, some things didn't go the way that they planned and you're waiting for, for Potiphar to open up that jail cell. You're waiting for the Pharaoh to place you second in command. You're just waiting for God to answer your prayers and to, to elevate you into the position that he's shown you in dreams and visions. I just encourage you to keep walking in faith. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And so it does not matter what our situation looks like. It does not matter what we see around us. We know that if God has given us the vision, he is also going to give us the provision. And so I encourage you to continuously walk in faith. You are a faith-based storyteller, which means that God has given you everything that you need to be obedient and do what he's called you to do. So until next time, my loves, Always remember that God loves you and so do I. Walk by faith, not by sight. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.